Welcome to another episode of Odyssey and Muse. I'm John Jerko, and this is a podcast where we explore adventure, creativity, and living life without a map. Every week, we talk to filmmakers, adventure junkies, writers, musicians, vagabonds, people that veer off the beaten path. We dig into topics like how to execute ambitious projects, overcome extreme obstacles, and find the things that drive you. Find your true north. Hey, everyone. I'm excited for this week's episode. I'm talking with Vic May, a commercial and movie actor out in LA. But first, a couple of quick things. One, I want to say thank you to everyone that has been listening to the podcast. This podcast is still relatively new, and I'm just coming off a long hiatus, so it's nice to see that we still have a bit of a following. To keep us growing, please take a couple of minutes to share your favorite episode with your friends on Facebook or Twitter. And to really give us a boost on iTunes, rate us and leave us a review. It makes a big difference in getting us in front of new listeners. iTunes doesn't make it obvious how to do this, so I wrote a quick little guide on leaving reviews and posted it on odysseymuse.com review. It will take you less than two minutes and it means a lot to the show. The other little detail I wanted to mention is that I'm still learning how to record great audio over Skype. I've had mixed results and although you may not really notice it, my recording on this episode and possibly the next one did not come out as great as I would have liked. For that, I apologize, and I'm working on figuring out a better way to get a solid recording of my guests without making it a pain in the ass for them. So if you can forgive me that, then you can enjoy this super interesting interview with my friend Vic May. Vic is from Anamosa, Iowa. He grew up in a creative family where he was encouraged to pursue his desire to act in theater. He graduated from Simpson College, then lived in Chicago, acting in the Red Tape Theater and other venues before moving with his wife, Mackenzie, to Los Angeles. Some of his recent work includes acting in a Geico Vikings commercial, modeling for the Centura Health Pioneer campaign, acting in the movie Trafficked with Ashley Judd, and producing and starring in the short film Adrift. In this conversation, we dig into the details of moving to L.A. and some of the mistakes Vic sees his fellow actors make. We talk about Vic's methods for preparing for a part, how to get an agent with a beard, why having a script locked before production begins is important, how to make progress and stay sane while constantly being rejected, what it's like to be on the set of a Geico commercial, nightmare acting stories, and much more. I also want to point out that I just saw on Twitter that Vic and his team are in the process of raising finishing money for their film Adrift, which we talk about in detail during this podcast. So if you like this man and want to see him succeed, go to the Kickstarter link in this episode's show notes and help him get his project to the finish line. If you need a little more motivation, Vic is about to become a father, so help a dad out. Okay, here goes. Hope you enjoy Okay, Vic, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been it's been a while since we've hung out. I, did I see you last time I was in LA? I don't. I tried to. I, I think, don't think we met. I up. think we had had talked on Facebook for yeah. a minute about it, touching base, but never happened. Yeah, sadly, it's it's yeah, been it's been it a long happens. time as we were talking about. <laughs> how, how you been? How's life? How's LA treating you? Uh, LA is great, dude. I. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I guess the biggest news in my life is actually I'm, I'm going to be a dad in like two months. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Two months. Thank you. What's, two what's months. the due date then? That'd be like uh, end of June? June, tw- June 27th. Nice. 27th. Cool, man. Yeah. That's exciting. That's a big change. <laughs> it's a huge change. <laughs> it's it's like the simultaneously completely terrifying and and 
completely awesome at the same time. Oh yeah, because like, now someone just... else's life is in your hands and you're responsible for messing them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Or, or making them totally awesome. <laughs> or making them totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can add. Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. Well, there, I, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Um, your acting and maybe some of your recent stuff, but maybe we'll start with where we kind of met. I believe it was on. I feel like this is a kind of a recurring theme with a lot of the people I've interviewed recently. Um, Sean Cruiser, he's a filmmaker out there in yes, LA, sir. and uh, I believe we met on the set of Botch, one of the short films that he was putting together. Yeah, was it Botch? I think it was Botch. I'm pretty sure that was the first film I helped him out with, and okay. that was when I. It was weird. I was doing a little bit of research for the show, and I was I was looking back at some of these things. I was like, "That's what Vic looked like without a beard." <laughs> like, it's yeah. been so long now. It's been it's <laughs> like, been years. That's Vic under yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back back when you were doing botch, you were uh, beardless, and yeah, I mean, you were playing kind of sort of the villain in that one. I Definitely. A man who's been wronged and gets revenge. Yeah, it it had a nice little twist to it. It was a nice little short film, and I agree. I'll make sure to put that link up in there. Uh, maybe <laughs> talk about how you met Sean. Was that the first thing that you worked? Uh, no, the with first him? the first thing I did with Sean was uh, oh man, what was it called? Um, Blind bet. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a, a little short film. I did probably, I think I'd been living out in LA for about two years and I got this audition. It was either off a of CAZT or backstage. I think it was probably backstage. Yeah, I think he used uh, that a lot. Yeah, he used it, yeah. Uh, and uh, I went in and it was this crazy little script. Um, and I auditioned for... Uh, for this, the role, the role of the villain, uh-huh. um, which I ended up not getting. I got the, the, his helper. Yeah. But, uh, from that point on, it's been, I've been Sean, I've been pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, you've been in almost everything that he's done recent in the last couple of years. <laughs> I feel like. it, it seems like it, there's been a, a few things, but yeah, between, between, uh, being on on screen for stuff that he uh, he and and Ryan the other half of Burning Shade yeah Ryan Burry uh, yeah uh, have been making or uh, I've actually started producing with them oh nice uh, in the last year so I produced uh, two two short films with them this last year was the uh, what's the name of the the short that's on the water adrift adrift Is one of the ones that you helped produce. Yes. Yeah. Um, I introduced those guys to another friend of mine who's a, a producer, John Rushing, um, and this very wonderful business partnership kind of blossomed out of it. Yeah, that's great. I've uh, seen a lot of pictures, and I think Sean even showed me some cuts, so it looked look like it was coming together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the footage is just, I mean, somebody referred to it once as sailing porn, just because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, you, Where'd you guys go out? Was it Catalina Island out that way? Yeah, we we sailed out of Marina del Rey and did a weekend shoot. Uh, we shot everywhere from the channel going across and then spent two days out at Catalina uh, in two harbors on the on the far side of the island. So it's pretty remote. Nice. Anyone uh, get seasick? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> our, uh, our sound, sound engineer, uh, Carson Kern, he's going to hate me for this. Uh, was, uh, uh, he didn't do well on the way yeah. over. He, yeah. he was a trooper while we, when, when the boat wasn't moving, he was great. But, uh, if we were, if we were in motion, it was a hard, hard Start ride. Sloshing for, for around and, yeah. 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 I've had mixed results out on the water, so I'm always, always a little nervous to get out there. <laughs> Yeah, the the uh, the power of Dramamine is that's is incredible. True. Yeah, take lots of yeah. that if you're not sure. <laughs> so I feel like there's some recurring themes with Sean. I sometimes I wonder if he likes to torture you, maybe because you're always getting thrown into water that's extremely cold and forced uh, to grow you... a lot of facial hair, and <laughs> which has actually kind of worked out for you in the end. But <laughs> it, it has, it has, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I give him a hard time on that. Uh, I I initially had grown the beard for a film. Uh, You're allowed to swear on here. Fuck the lake. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck the lake. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, oh, there was uh, another one before that. You there were... was. It was yeah, chase the dark. That's right. Chase the they dark, were do which chase is the dark. which um, uh, has yet to be made. But I grew the beard for it, and actually, it ended up getting me an agent, which was really fantastic. Nice. Um, Definitely want to talk but then, about that. Yes. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> but then we did fuck the lake. And uh, I don't know if it's if Sean likes to just see how far I'll go. <laughs> uh, or if I like to show that I'll go all the way. But uh, in that particular film, I jumped into in swim trunks. I mm-hmm. uh, jumped into Big Bear Lake yeah. at the end of the winter. It was like March or something like that, so it was still yeah. extremely cold water. Yeah, I think I think we we measured the water at like 52, 53 degrees, <laughs> uh, and I did it a couple times because we needed a couple takes. So yeah, the one I, I remember most vividly is when we were out on the lake in the boat, and we needed the scene of you floating there. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> you're like you play dead for a while there, Vic, while we just, just, try to get a shot. <laughs> just just jump in this water and don't move at all. <laughs> You got it, Sean. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I just remember you turning around. You're like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I went face down and counted to three, and I was like, that's it. That's all I got. Let's go. I'm, I'm done. Somehow I managed to like grab two or three seconds that worked for it, though. <laughs> yeah. And all yeah. the chaos. You, you, were, you were very skilled on the <laughs> yeah, camera that day, yeah. my friend. I think I was just lucky. It's <laughs> like, there he goes. <laughs> But yeah, so so a couple of good films. Grew beard out, got to doused in cold water a couple times. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, the relationship keeps growing from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's strange how that works. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, films and some of the commercial stuff that I want to talk to you about, but let's kind of dial it back to the beginning, I guess, as they say. Uh, okay. where, where did you grow up exactly? Was there a lot of acting uh, going on in your area? Any creative stuff uh, encouraged? Or yeah, um, absolutely. My uh, I grew up in um, Anamosa, Iowa, which is this really small town. Yeah, I guess not super small, but it's not not a metropolis by any means. Um, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have. Uh, there's a community theater in the town that 
was really busy. They were doing shows all the time, full seasons, yeah, always in production. Um, so I had that, and and I grew up in a house. My parents are are really artistic people. Uh, both, I mean, they they have a, a gospel bluegrass band oh, uh, very right cool. now. It's a musical. Um, yeah, they're very musical people. I think my dad plays five different instruments now. Oh, cool. Did you play it's instruments like, with them? Yeah. Up? Yeah. I, uh, I play guitar. Um, I used to play a lot more than I do now, but, uh, still have, still have a couple guitars around yeah, the house yeah. and, and, and all that, but they were both also, um, performers. They, I mean, they, they were actors as hobby, I guess. They, yeah. they enjoyed the theater. And, uh, so I would go as when I was little and hang out at the theater while they were doing either directing or performing in plays or, uh, you know, rehearsing. And so as soon as I could, I wanted to audition. And I, my first, my first real play that wasn't some cheesy, like grade school, everybody has to participate yeah. kind of thing was the secret garden. Ooh, um, I remember the book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's, this place hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's funny because I was cast, um, I was in fifth grade and I had a soprano voice. My, I had this very high, pure young boy voice uh-huh. and two weeks into performance, my, my voice changed oh, no. to something not too different than what I have now. <laughs> That's a huge change. <laughs> and it was, it was awful. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so how did uh, you, you know, deal with that? <laughs> uh, lots of falsetto mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of talk singing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. So that was that was that was great. But I was I was hooked after that, um, and you know I just loved loved performing, uh, loved theater, and uh, so I did that all the way through high school. Uh, went to college. I went to Simpson College in Indianola, Iowa. Okay. Uh, which is, it's a really small liberal arts college, but they have a, a beautiful theater department, um, uh, small. So I got a lot of opportunity, uh, to perform and learn the craft and, and learn everything from, from set construction to lighting design, to the performance aspects of, of it, to a lot of theater history, uh, so was it primarily theater focused then? This program? Did you do any um, in front of camera type work? No, I did no camera work. Actually, I did no camera work until I got out, moved out here to LA oh, wow. about five years ago. Because um, I went straight to Chicago after okay after graduating, pursuing the and theater. Yeah, I, I my my mission was to be a theater actor, uh, and and I did that pretty hardcore for, for five years in Chicago. Um, I was working, I, I was an ensemble member with red tape theater, which is, uh, this small, they're growing now, but when I was there, they were a pretty small group of people, but they mm-hmm. had their own space, did avant-garde weird shit all the time, which <laughs> I totally gobbled up. Yeah. Um, uh, just like any, any, oh man, anything from like, modern retellings of greek uh like greek odysseys yeah yeah or or uh updated the current day stuff 
Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, or like any new like bizarre playwright. We're like, oh, can we be the first one to do this? Yeah, let's do it. And it's just like <laughs> everyone has one word that they say, and it just kind of bounces around the room. It's just any anything weird you can imagine. We tried to do that. Yeah, it sounds kind of exciting, though. I mean, experimenting it, it and was. trying new things. It was. It was incredibly rewarding as far as the creativity end of it. Uh, financially, it was. It was it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what yeah. were you doing at the time to support yourself? Did you have a, some I, side jobs? Yeah. I had a couple of jobs. I worked, uh, part-time at the gap, mm-hmm. um, which kind of, I've done off on and off forever. Yeah. Um, and I was doing the, the standard waiting tables, you know, the, the classic actor day job. Um, and then for a while I became a massage therapist. I got certified in that and Oh really? There's some money in yeah. there. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was it was really decent money. I was able to do just that and act for the last couple of years. We lived in Chicago. That's pretty okay. So Mackenzie's your wife. And That's right. Where, where did you guys meet? Did you meet back in Iowa or did you meet in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, we we met uh, at a uh, a tiny summer stock theater in Winfield, Kansas called horse feathers and applesauce <laughs> that's an amazing name <laughs> I, yeah when, yeah horse feathers and applesauce i feel like it should be said like an old prospector <laughs> horse feathers and applesauce <laughs> come, and get but, come on and get them get your apple cider and watch a play <laughs> uh. but uh yeah we met there and uh we're kind of the the little joke is that we're the summer fling that has has been going on for twelve years. Nice. So she yeah. was into acting as well. I didn't. I did not she, know that about McKenzie. Yeah, she was um, a bit of an actress, mm-hmm. very talented singer, um, and then she she transitioned over into stage management, um, which she was a complete boss at. Yeah. Uh, she's. Uh, I, I describe her as the type of type A personality that other type A's go, whoa, she's organized. <laughs> she um, comes in and runs that shit, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, uh, oh, Mackenzie's in town or in the building. Okay, we, we, we everybody on their best behavior. <laughs> get serious, get serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because shit's getting real right now. Um, Steve Jobs of the theaters. Here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh <laughs> So, so she did that when we were living up in Chicago full time. It was awesome. She she worked for uh, Steppenwolf and uh, Chicago Children's Theater and uh, uh, the Goodman, uh, like like big names. She worked for Ballet Chicago. Like mm-hmm. she was a busy gal. That sounds like uh, it. <clears throat> did you yeah. did you already decide to move to Chicago? Or were you already in Chicago when you met her out there in Kansas, or was this something that you guys we decided, we decided together? together? Yeah, because we were both still in college okay. when uh, when we met, um, and we did the whole long distance thing. Which where uh, was she going to school at the time? She went to Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, um, and. Uh, was was you know did their theater department down there and uh, i graduated a year before she did um and then we we moved up to chicago and got married just a little bit after that nice so yeah what was what was that transition like from like fairly small town 
you know, middle of the country to Chicago, big city? You know, it was, it was great. Um, I li- uh, where I'm from, Anamosa is is close is close enough to Chicago that we would go on class trips. Okay, so you had a little bit of a taste of it. Yeah, and I, I knew that I really liked the city, um, and so moving up there. Uh, have, have you been to Chicago? No, it's one of the cities I still have not been to. I need to get there one of these days. You should go, man. It is. It's the coolest thing about Chicago is that it is. It is like a bunch of just neighborhoods mm-hmm. smushed together. So you can have you have all of the access to everything like you would in a in a in a major city, but then you have this local bubble that you can live in and your grocery store is there, your your bar is there, your yeah. you know, everything you need is is within walking distance of wherever you live. And so And the public transportation pretty decent there too? It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it puts, it puts LA to shame. (laughs) That's not hard to do. (laughs) Sadly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a car in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the cost of living like there compared to out in LA? You know, uh, some things are more expensive here, Mm -hmm. uh, and some things are less expensive here. So I, I really feel like it's about the same rent yeah. is for sure higher here. Um, but you, it's, it's groceries are cheaper here. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. It kind of surprised me. I, I don't know if it's cause we grow all the produce here and don't have to ship it That's anywhere. Possible. Or what, but. Yeah. All, whatever produce can be still grown in the dry central California. <laughs> yeah. California in, in spite of the drought. Yeah. <laughs> So at, while you were there acting in theater and stuff, were you taking any additional acting classes or anything like that? Or were you just kind of totally in, absorbed and involved in acting in different projects? Yeah, I took, I took some classes here and there. Um, nothing like, like ongoing, just like I would take an intensive here or there. Um, uh, probably the most, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, what was what was like the most influential class or thing that you learned while, while still being the, out there? Probably the most, uh, the thing that I walked away with the most was uh, this work I did with Piccolo Theater Company. And they're actually located up in Evanston. But their philosophy, like their, their whole thing is founded in Commedia. Uh, okay. which is, uh, you know, the, like the, the ancient Italian style of, of comedy, uh, based in improv, but it's all about archetypical characters. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have different clowns and you have, you know, your, your serious characters, but a lot of modern comedy and a lot of modern improv is born out of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we would do just as part of their rehearsal process, we would do um, exercises in, in clown, in movement, just to help develop characters. Um, and it, uh, my favorite thing to do with them, they would do this holiday show. Uh, it's a, a British pantomime is the style of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is like Monty Python on the stage. <laughs> so uh it's got song it's completely 
absurd. There's androgyny, men dressed as women, women dressed as men. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's the the humor is a lot of it is current politics embedded in uh, in ways that that little kids can enjoy it, and then the parents can get a good groan or chuckle out of it yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's got elements of magic. We would do this, uh, uh, there's always a scene within them, at least with uh, Piccolo, uh, we would incorporate black light. So we would completely douse the stage in darkness using black velvet curtains, Mm -hmm. um, and then shine these incredibly powerful black lights onto the stage and use puppets painted in black black light responsive paint uh-huh <laughs> uh to sounds pretty to, awesome <laughs> it's amazing it was amazing because we would do underwater scenes oh, wow. or um outer space scenes so you have like your puppet uh, you've seen it's similar stuff uh it happens a lot on like japanese talk shows where i think like the famous one is the the kung fu fighters it's all done in front of a black background, but it's it's yeah. people dressed in black velvet, and then two people moving around, looking like they're flying in the air. Yeah, exactly. That's what we were doing, That's and it was really cool. just the kids ate that up. It was really just kind of I don't know one of my favorite parts of that. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, anything where you get to do something Monty Pythonish. <laughs> uh, yeah, You're talking silly accents yeah. and and prance around a stage. Come on, who doesn't love that? <laughs> Exactly. So you're in uh, Chicago for about five years after college, you said. What what made you decide to move out to L.A.? Did you want to pursue filmmaking, or were you still thinking of doing more theater? Kind of brought that change on. Uh, it was a couple of things. Um, uh, for me, I, I feel like I had come to uh, a crossroads. Uh, I was either going to need to shift gears for my acting and start uh, – uh, really expanding, going beyond just being an actor, starting to to maybe direct or produce or mm-hmm. get get uh, put some irons in some other fires as far as working for for some of the larger theaters. Yeah, to make make the job sustainable. Just because it's so limited in terms of how many acting jobs are out there, even. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there are there are countless acting jobs, but it. If you want to make it a profession, you have to you have to pursue it a little more uh, aggressively than I had been yeah. up to that point. Um, so I either needed to do that or completely shift gears and go into something else. And at the time that we were living there, um, the there was a lull in uh, the film and television. Mm-hmm. industry out there of course once we left that's when all of the chicago pd shows and all that stuff came <laughs> yeah, back picking up of course <laughs> and so so all of my friends are you know having like these it's like it's it was what a uh uh svu uh-huh. new york actors all being on svu that's the chicago actors are all on chicago fire or chicago pd or whatever <laughs> i'm like oh well, good for you guys um yeah that's nice so yeah, yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, so it was partially that. Um, and then the other part was uh, Mackenzie wanted to get out of stage management. She was sick of uh, the freelance 
life. Um, and so she had started probably a year or two before that, really trying to figure out what she wanted to do mm-hmm. as her, her next move. Uh, and she landed on, on law school. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we had looked at a sev- you know, several places, uh, one of which was out here in Los Angeles. Um, and when she said Los Angeles, I was like, yes, I locked in on that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, this will work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a land of milk and honey. Exactly. Come on now. And uh, uh, so we, she got accepted out here and she got accepted to a school up in, in St. Paul. And uh, I went with her on the tour to the one up in St. Paul. And Were you like, this, fact, oh, this is terrible here. This, <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is the worst. This is awful. I mean, we, we just had the worst winter ever in Chicago. And spring had finally come in. And we go up to St. Paul and there's still three feet of snow on the ground. And we're just like, <laughs> fuck this. We're going, to, uh, we're going to L.A. Yeah, let's go to the sun uh, and the warm. Yeah, yeah, it is decided. Uh, <laughs> so that was that. It's, we settled it. And we, we moved out here. Um, and it took me a while to get my bearings because, man, the film industry is so different. So yeah, different. It's, it's a big world out there, too. I mean, it's small in some ways, but it's big in terms of just breaking in and building a new network of people. And did you really know many people out there at all when you made the movie? I, I knew I, I knew John Rushing, who I'd mentioned before. Yeah. Because um, we had done some shows in Chicago together. And, and other than that, I don't think so. Um, I mean, we had some acquaintances, some people that Mackenzie had gone to college with, mm-hmm. had moved out here, but we didn't really have a. There weren't many of network. your acting friends that ended up moving out there, right? Most, yeah, most of them were the, in the theater still. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of a lot of people actually went to Chicago or went to New York. Um, so we came out, and it was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, Did you guys have a car at the time and just pack it up and drive, or was we, it like- yeah, we had we. Uh, Man, if we could do it again, we would have sold everything that we owned in Chicago <laughs> and just drove out with as little as possible and yeah. started fresh. But we were, uh, you know, young and foolish and liked all of our wedding gifts that we got. And so <laughs> we, uh, we, we got a moving truck and um, had them loaded up. And then we hopped in our Toyota Camry and drove across country. And yeah, that's a big move. As it was, it was huge. When we got here, the we were a week ahead of the moving van, so we were living in an empty apartment on an air mattress for a week. <laughs> those are good stories. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, we'll tell those to the grandkids. So you guys did find an apartment and kind of scoped it out a little bit before you made the move. Yeah, Mackenzie had because she had come out for her to visit the law school. She had taken some extra time to to scope out the area. Um, we ended up moving into Koreatown uh, for the first year of of living out here. Lots of Korean barbecue then. Uh, believe it or not, I haven't had my first Korean barbecue until two months ago. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and I I I can't believe I got this far without it. <laughs> I have to say, I was out there for a while, and I still have yet to have it too. So. <laughs> oh well, okay. Next it's time you're out, we'll bad. get some yeah, Korean barbecue. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sold. <laughs> deal so, uh. <laughs> so from the from the move I, I feel like i should gather everyone that i know that's moved out to la and write a book about it because <laughs> i mean it, there's so many people moving out there uh are there any pitfalls or anything that you would 
you know, advise people of if they're planning on making a move out there, maybe for acting in particular? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, uh, the, the biggest mistake I see over and over again, um, especially with people who, uh, have been working as an actor in another location Mm -hmm. is they'll come out here and expect to find work immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and it is, it is such a slow burn out here to get anything going. Um, that, that to have that instant gratification, that instant recognition, it, it, it almost never happens. Yeah. It's the one tenth of 1% they get lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone exactly. thinks it's going to be them. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I've seen, I see people come out and they spend they're like, I'm just going to spend one pilot season or I'm going to spend three months. And, and if it doesn't work out, I'm moving home. And, yeah. And it's like, well, you might as well just stay home and save your money. Because it's like any other business. I mean, it, they always say it, but it really does come down to knowing people and you've got to be out there for a while to make friends and work on little projects and network with people and, and then yeah, slowly you've got to build network. up some momentum, you know? I, exactly. I think it goes for any position, even like I was doing a lot of ACing out there, assistant camera, and yeah, it just takes a while. Any any other advice that you have? Um. I mean, the, the big thing you're saying is you need to be out there for a while to, to build yeah, up momentum be, and meet people. Be patient, mm-hmm. but never um, always be doing something. Um, Do you have any examples in, in your case? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the most frustrating time I had out here was is well, any time that I, uh, I'm not either um, – creating through I mean, i'm not much of a writer but I'll, I'll sometimes do it just to to keep in practice of, mm-hmm. of creation um but to either be doing that or finding ways to can uh, what works for me is finding ways to connect people together who are good at writing and 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 pr- producing and yeah. making things happen so just be constantly in motion whether you're taking classes or um, uh, setting up meetings to get a, a project going, like like a drift was just me going. Who who do I know that is is a creative group of people that needs to meet so that something creative can come out of it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, I mean, just even that can snowball into into an entire an entire project. Yeah. Cause there, there's so many people out there just like waiting for something to happen. And yeah, if you can kind of yeah. make those little connections and people find other people, they're like, Oh yeah, let's, yeah. we all want to do this. Let's, let's make something. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Even if it's, uh, uh I mean, um, Mark Duplass did a, a keynote speech at South by Southwest a year or two ago. And that really lit a fire under my ass. Cause it was all about just make something. Even if you've got the shittiest old camcorder in the world, make something. Yeah. You know, because the worst thing that's going to happen is it's going to be terrible, but you'll learn from it. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, there's there are movies coming out that have been shot on iPhones that look really good. So it's, it's like, yeah, there's, the there's excuses no are getting yeah. Yeah, lower and lower. To- <laughs> it's like, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, you gotta, gotta just, be doing something mm-hmm. um, to, to, you know, to create. 
Uh, and it can be fr that alone can be frustrating, but uh, how about, and do you have any advice in terms of taking any classes for acting coming out there? Cause I, I never really got into it, but I remember just looking at acting classes and they're, I mean, you can't tell if they're legit or it seems like there are a lot of potential hucksters out there. Maybe even yeah. there are a lot of people yeah. proclaiming that they, uh, they teach acting. So. Well, there's a lot of people claiming they also have the secret. Yeah. To, you know, that's the one to always watch out for if they have the uh, secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, here, here's what I can tell you. I study. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a member of the World Wallace Acting Company, mm -hmm. so I study under Will Wallace, who's uh, an actor, uh, producer, director. Nobody's heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's okay. He, I mean. That works for me. And I guess what, what I'm saying is you want to find a teacher who you are able to get the best work that you can do out of. Yeah. Someone who, who, who speaks to you the same in a way that you, you get, I mean, that you grow mm -hmm. because if you're in, in just some random old acting class, cause, cause like, like you said, there are, you turn the corner and there's another acting school. Yeah. Um, and anybody can get into an acting class. Um, and if, if you aren't being pushed and challenged and getting frustrated because your teacher is, isn't pushing you to be better, mm -hmm. then you're probably not in the right class. Yeah. You're just kind of paying to hang out possibly. <laughs> exactly. And, and if, if you, the teacher isn't pushing you, then they don't care. Yeah. And so they're just happy to take the check and, and, and have you do the same stuff every day. So do you recommend going around and, and test, trying out a few classes? And yeah, absolutely. Uh, test them out. Uh, you can audit almost every class. Um, so go in and, and just find a style that matches what you're looking for. Cause there, there are teachers who, will berate their students yeah. and some people that works really well for uh, and other people it um, just crushes them probably yeah it just crushes them and makes them you know angry and not want to do the work mm -hmm. so then they don't um and there's people who just like you, you'll have a conversation with them about um what's going on in the scene or what's going on with the character yeah, and like that, a little that's more philosophical what I like. or kind of yeah. digging in to motivations yeah. and things. um and that's what i like and so that's what works for me. But yeah, go out, try different classes, different teachers, talk to your friends who are actors, see where they study. Um, and, and just, you know, mix it up, try different stuff. Yeah. Do you, do you recall your first experience on set? Like what, what you got and how you got it? And even if it was just some like little project. Oh man. Um, or one my of first the first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recall my first experience okay. on the set. Okay. Uh, it was a complete disaster. Good. That's what I want to hear. Um, <laughs> Dig in more. It, oh man, I don't even want to plug the film, but so I, I won't. I'm not going <laughs> to say okay. the you film. You don't have to say the name. Uh, but it was it was a feature length, so I thought I was I thought I was hot shit for booking a feature nice. real early after coming out here, um, and it was. So we would get the schedule. We'd get the, sh the shot list for the day and the, and, the, and the shooting schedule. And they would, we were shooting down in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So they would get us 
they would have us meet at the pickup point in Los Angeles, all the LA actors at like 5 Mm a.m. and get in a van and drive down to San Diego. Which is what, about two and a half hours? Two and a half, two and a half, sometimes three, depending on traffic. Uh, and most most of it was on or around uh, – what is it? Uh, what's the college down there? Uh, there's – well, there's – SDSU. SDSU. SDSU okay. is where we were. And then the uh, first shot was supposed to happen at noon. Like go at yeah, noon. Yeah. So they had tons of time to prep. We wouldn't start production until 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Oh, Wow. And every shoot ended up being an overnight shoot. So it was almost 12 hours from the time you got picked up to the first shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, is this your first time on, on set? First time on set, first time, first time doing any of this. And I yeah. was just like, I can't believe this is how this works. <laughs> you can't be this bad. <laughs> And then I'm like, this is why there's unions. <laughs> yeah, you're already on board. I'm like, I got it. I have to get in this union. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we did that, and that went on for I think I had like 13 shoot days of shooting with them, and they were all they all were like, oh, we're going to start production. We're starting shooting at at noon or one o'clock. No. Never once, never once. <laughs> was it always they pick you up, drive you there, and drive you back, or did you stay down there for a while? It was always pick us up and drive us back, <laughs> oh always, because because apparently that's cheaper. Yeah, than, yeah huh. than putting us up. <laughs> Free fuel, I guess. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, a couple times they had us drive ourselves down. Oh man. Um, which was ridiculous. Anyway, it's it was it was a hot mess. It was a zombie movie. Uh, well, well, maybe uh, I, I was going to say I, I enjoyed working with the people. Like they're a fun group of people, just completely disorganized. Yeah, just logistically, they didn't have it together. Yeah, I think maybe it was their first time at uh, making a feature. Yeah. Well, let's contrast that with some of the work with Sean and some some people that you enjoy being on set with. I mean, starting out, you're doing a lot of kind of free stuff, um, mm-hmm. and side projects whatever how do you determine if it's something that's worth doing or not i mean is do you kind of try everything and then if i mean I, i'm sure there's some people that you encounter that it's just like these people are terrible i, <laughs> I don't want to yeah work. oh yeah um and i i encounter that mostly with uh, some of the student projects i've encountered really? like i'll read the <laughs> i'll read the script and be like no way i'm not doing this yeah yeah um not, and it, that's only within the last like couple of years because when i first got out here i was doing anything i could just to get get footage yeah i mean with that um, stuff is it more the content is just like almost too embarrassing to want yourself to be yeah, if you're doing if, the things that are described, or <laughs> if if they if they're if the script that they feel is good enough to submit to people to see, yeah, is terrible, then uh, yeah, we're the conversation's over. Yeah, then. yeah. Like, I mean, if if you're if 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 the grammar that the people are using is terrible and it's not intentional, uh-huh. <laughs> Just, like the description like, is yeah is yeah if if the description is is like just run on sentences and and like maybe they translated it from another language uh. not to not to 
not to like say that's that's a problem but yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> uh but it you know it's that bad um then i probably won't do it um because it also indicates to me that how they're going to be on set uh is probably if they're that disorganized in what they're giving for their auditions yeah it they're doesn't indicate be sloppy in production. yeah exactly um but on the flip side of that, going going back to like working with Sean and Ryan with Burning Shade, it is an absolute joy as an actor. Yeah, because uh, if they say we're shooting these pages today, we're starting at this time. That's exactly what happens. Uh huh. And that's with breaks and taking several takes. And the thing I love about Sean is he's so fast. Yeah, he does move through stuff. I mean, you'll you'll shoot pages and pages in a day, and you're like, "We shot all this." Yeah, we're doing we're doing ten pages today, guys. It's gonna be a long day, but we're gonna do ten pages. <laughs> it's just like this guy's out of his mind. But then we do it. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks great. Yeah, he definitely knows what he wants, and then gets it and moves on. I'm sure, yeah. I feel like a lot of people that have haven't shot much and just don't have the confidence will shoot something like Stanley Kubrick style, but. They forget they're not Stanley Kubrick, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These people exactly. aren't getting paid to uh, do fifty-seven takes of you know someone <laughs> setting a cup down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, uh, yes. Uh, I've I've maybe not fifty-seven takes, but I've done that. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, can you set it down <laughs> just using three fingers instead of four? And uh... <laughs> oh man, you know, do you have any other like nightmare kind of? uh set encounters any any of those types of stories <laughs> uh, let me uh nightmares um <laughs> okay uh it was not so much a nightmare per se but maybe the most stressful week of shooting or weekend of shooting it was it was actually a drift um because we uh it was it was part of bringing bringing different groups of people together mm-hmm. is you never know how how personalities will yeah. mix um, or how how people communicate um, and and how people interpret what's communicated to them. It's this it's the risk you 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 take even when you mix friends when you're having a backyard barbecue. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're always like, oh, I've got this group of friends and that group of friends. I don't know. And I want to hang out with <laughs> yeah, both, yeah. but yeah. Um, so we get we get into we get out to the island, out to Catalina, um, and it's the night before we start our our first long day of shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly rewrites come into conversation, and we may have been drinking lots of scotch and beer and. <laughs> and things by the time the conversation started and it was ridiculous because uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we had it got it got very very intense yeah mm-hmm. focused very focused uh uh <laughs> dir- I'm trying to how do i uh <laughs> in, uh people were saying things yeah that they felt yeah and um it, it was getting to the point where some of the, the changes would have required entire rewrites for continuity mm-hmm. in the script. 
And, and in the end, we all, we all came to agreement. We all, it all hashed out. But uh, if I learned anything from that, it is make sure you are, when you go on to location, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you, your script is locked mm-hmm. and the boozing is kept to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> because, because holy smokes. Yeah, the booze uh, can do it. <laughs> it. It can, right? Because... Because you start thinking, and when you're you're a little bit lubricated, you're like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Uh huh. And your inhibitions are down a little bit too, so you know you're more yeah. willing to speak your mind. If- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so while we we ended up with a, this beautiful project, yeah. uh, it it was very stressful, and and but on 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 set, I would say no. Yeah, yeah. There's an oh, there's another great adventure. Actually, the the following morning, we. Uh, <laughs> our uh, our boat that we were using to to shoot from the engine died and we were out in the water oh wow <laughs> uh and had to get towed uh and that delayed production probably four hours Ooh, yeah shoot, shooting on the water um yeah were there any surprisings me? or surprises sorry <laughs> all of them <laughs> all of the surprises everything. uh <laughs> everything from the, because it's not just the camera that is in motion and the people that are in motion, but if, especially if you're shooting a boat on the water mm-hmm. from another boat on the water, <laughs> the, the, everything is moving. Yeah. Everything is moving. And it, it's, it's just, uh, and oh, actually this, this, because because of how good the footage is, it, it shows how great Sean is. But uh, uh, at, at, at being a camera at the DP, but yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it's it's in, in my mind impossible. <laughs> I, I remember talking with him a little bit about it, and yeah, he's he said uh, it was a struggle. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think anyone realized how tough it would be to to keep those shots level or (laughs) or or not to not get for if anybody is not getting seasick while watching the film i attribute that entirely to his steady hand because (laughs) how he didn't get sick and vomit everywhere staring at that little screen while trying to you know stand still (laughs) wobbling around (laughs) yeah no it's it was uh, i'm internally eternally impressed with his (laughs) Are you allowed to give like a brief synopsis of the film just so people have an idea? Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, uh, this man, Vincent played by myself, uh, who, um, his wife is dead on their boat. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely from nefarious causes. And, uh, he disposes of her body mm-hmm. rather than notify authorities. Uh, he, he uh, he dumps her body in a dinghy and sinks it at sea, and she comes back and haunts him. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit and of a horror film. It's a little bit of a horror film. Um, it's the it, it could you know it's it's psychological thriller. Yeah. It's because this guy is alone on a boat in in the middle of the ocean, and it's the isolation. Uh huh. Like, is he seeing things, or is <laughs> Is it in his head? Yeah. Is it is it is he hallucinating, or is this really happening? Mm-hmm. Or, um, and so it's it's a little bit about about me losing my mind. Nice. Did did you guys release that yet, or is that something? 
You're going to put send to festivals? We are. We're picture locked. We're picture locked. Yeah, we'll we'll be sending to a few festivals. Um, we're right now. We're still in in the process with post production uh, and sound design. Uh, something we ran into another challenge with shooting on the water is there's a lot of extra sound. Uh, just like sloshing around noises. And s- s- yeah, animals. exactly. So <laughs> animals. If anybody on set moves or takes a step, you hear it on the boat. Yeah. Um, even though I'm supposed to be alone on the boat, um, <laughs> just all of that. So there's going to be a lot of sound design and post-production. Um, and we have a, a really great, great guy for, for doing that. Uh, we've worked on, on Ant-Man and Captain America and nice. like this, this guy's a heavy hitter. So we're, we're pretty excited about, about that. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. Do you know if there's, um a website for it specifically or is it on burning shades are they going to post stuff there i'll make sure to link it up there is there's stuff on burning shade uh or there will be there's not a a website link or anything like that yet for it specifically uh but it is yeah um make sure to watch out for it yeah definitely keep your eyes open let's dig in just a little bit uh to your process in terms of preparing for roles and and just being on set do you have any kind of routines that you stick to for the most part when it comes to getting ready for a role and even just like the day of kind of preparing yourself before you go out there in front of the camera uh yeah i do i have a there's a bunch of different things i'll do depending on the role Mm -hmm. uh and things like that probably the first thing i do is at least try to get familiar with the text if not completely off book yeah just because I, uh, the the words that the character says are are so important. Um, yeah. Because it. And you just want them to be it, second nature, and not have to think about that part of it. Yeah, yeah. If if I can, if there's time. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get the script and you're shooting the next day, which doesn't mm-hmm. always <laughs> isn't always conducive to to full memorization. For the more for more difficult scenes, I will I'll journal. I'll I'll write down. Uh, what would be a journal entry for that person uh, leading up to um, the circumstances in the scene? Oh, if, if from, it, their, it's, uh, from their point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like for, for what I did with a drift, I, I did journal entries for, for Vincent about what would motivate him to, to kill his wife mm-hmm. um, and why, you know, what, what, cause that's, that's heavy stuff. Yeah. To, to take a person's life. So what you got to be pushed to a certain level to even consider that. So, you know, do, I did a lot of, a lot of just writing down thoughts and feelings about my relationship with her and, and why that, that would be, you know, why that would even be an option. Are there, are there specific things that you try to hunt for? Like what, what's the conflict and what, you know, are there any specific, um, I'm not even sure how to phrase it, but just, uh, aspects of the, the relationships, I guess, between the characters that you kind of try to pull out of or tease out of the script. Yeah. Well, um, so I, I had an acting teacher in, in college who was like, everything comes down to, to, to sex or, uh, <laughs> or like carnal desires. Mm-hmm. Um, sex or money or you know so you find that like that that the need like what do i want from that person 
and what am I not getting from that person? Mm -hmm. And how do I respond to what I am getting or not getting from them that causes me to take my next action? Yeah. Um, and then however they respond to it's that it's the give and take. Um, so if it's things that are ambiguous off, off camera or not in the script, I have a lot more room to play with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always like, what do I want from that person? What if it, is it, is it, do I want them to love me? Do I want them to, to just leave? Why won't they leave? Yeah. Just try to get it down to the simplest desire. Yeah. The, the animal desires, because that's what, what is drive. I mean, that's what drives drama is, 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 you know, love or, or desire or hatred or lust. Those, those, you know, and, uh, if, if I can find that, then, then it's great. I feel like, I feel like that's, are there any cases where it's, it's a struggle to find those things some, sometimes? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you blame, blame the script and throw it on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's some, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll blame the script and you know, it's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm also, uh, uh, the type of actor who's uh, uh, a little bit self-defeating or I'll blame myself before I'll blame others. Yeah. Unless the script is an absolute piece of crap. <laughs> and in which case, maybe I'll, I'll blame the script. But uh -huh. I'll be like, why can't I get this? What am I missing? Yeah. Um, and I might, if, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll hit up the director and I'll talk to them. Or I will hit up, I'll have Mackenzie read the scene and see what she thinks about it. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try to talk it out, see what I'm missing from it. There should, I, I, as an actor should always be able to pull something out of it, whether it's any good or not is a whole different, whether my work from it is any good or not. Yeah. Some, sometimes you just have to use a little bit more of your own creativity to kind of make to, things to, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, you know, yeah. that happens sometimes. Yeah. That happens. Let's, let's move on to, auditioning and getting agents uh let's let's start with auditioning when you first came out there what was what was the way that you found auditions or got you know got auditions how do you start uh i was using uh backstage almost exclusively um i tried the craigslist thing and uh just too much garbage a lot of garbage and a lot of weirdos, man. Yeah. I think I think the first uh, the first audition that I got off of that, and I, I ended up not going, was uh, softcore gay porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was, it, but it wasn't advertised as that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was, it was weird. Um, so I was like, maybe I'll just stay away from Craigslist. And, uh, not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. So like, just, you know, that's for some people, not for me. Yeah, um, yeah. but then I also used uh, CAZT, uh, for a lot, just cause it's a, a free site to, you know, like you have a monthly subscription and they send you breakdowns oh, okay. as well. I don't think I ever looked at that one. CAZT. Yeah. I mean, and that was good for a while. You get a lot of student or really low budget independent mm -hmm. stuff out of that. Um, but usually a little more on the legit side than Craigslist. Yes. Yeah. Um, they actually screen what goes up before they post it. So, okay. 
and then backstage you had the most success with yeah that's i mean that's yeah what i was getting on probably 80 percent of my auditions from was backstage Nice. And, um, and if they're listening, they're, they're welcome to sponsor the show backstage. No. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage.com. Uh, yeah. Um, and they're, they're really great um, because they, they, you know, even if you're not subscribed to them, they still send you articles and things like that. Like if you're not paying them for the auditions, they still send you stuff, which is really nice. Like yeah. you can, do, it's more than just do auditions. You do for, from the actor's side, do you do by like monthly type thing or is it by the the project that you're auditioning for how to, how's the payment go i guess is what i'm asking uh backstage is a is a subscription okay um i i actually i'll full disclosure i'm not currently using them but yeah. uh the uh if i remember correctly they were uh, you could do a monthly or an annual subscription with them okay um yeah because for if you're if you're like a producer or director you can put a project up there and i believe you just pay by the project that you list Yes. So yes. Curious how it was from the actor side. Yeah, I think it's uh, just a flat fee for like so many pictures on your profile and then unlimited audition mm -hmm. submissions. Um, I think actors access is the the other one. That's what my my agent uses. And uh, if you're self submitting, it's it's so many dollar like a dollar per submission or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So is it possible to get like a an audition for a larger production film commercial without an agent, or is there some point where you kind of need to make that move and, and try um, to get your own? Yeah, it, it, I mean it's possible. Yeah, uh, you've got to um, you've got to really be on it, uh. um, <laughs> and you you've got to you've got to you got to know some people. Um, and cause a lot of the breakdowns, especially for the bigger stuff are closed breakdowns just for agents and for managers. What's for, for people that don't know, what's a breakdown? A breakdown is, it's a summary of the role mm -hmm. that gets sent out to, or it gets posted. So it's, it'll be cast. Like for me, it would be uh 30 something white male with big beard or <laughs> hip, yeah, hipster yeah. type uh -huh. um, or, you know, any typecasting description mm -hmm. that they can give you. Um, and sometimes the, the sides or the, the lines will be attached. Um, they'll say the rate that they're, they're paying and then uh, you can, how to submit and all of that stuff, all the info, pertinent info you need. That's a breakdown. So you kind of either need to know somebody that, that can slide you those or, or having a agent. yeah, little little sneaky under the table kind of kind of stuff, uh, which they've been there have been some crackdowns on recently. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, or, or you need some sort of licensed representation, uh, whether it be an agent or a manager. Yeah, so maybe go into that a little bit. How you when you decided to find an agent and how it came about and um, I th there's never like a true. Like, uh, today is the day I get an agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, at first it was uh, just, uh, and I should think about getting an agent because I'm really sick of doing all this footwork, which is the other thing. The second you get that that representation, and I'm not saying that it, it like gives you an excuse to cool it on, on the drive for your career, but mm -hmm. it helps so much because then you can focus more on, on just the audition or 
just getting better at being an actor or, you know, you can, you have, it frees up that energy for me, how it had happened. And, uh, for the first representation I got was my commercial agent, uh, uh, Andrew Vosper with, uh, ideal talent, uh, who is great. Uh, and I got hooked up with them through my acting teacher. Um, the head of the agency actually came in and was a guest teacher one night. Oh. Um, I, I hit him up the next day saying, Hey man, I was really glad, you know, it was really great having you in class. I enjoyed what you had to say mm-hmm. about the industry. I love the feedback you gave. I would love to submit for representation if that's something you'd be interested in let's have a meeting and he's like well i'm not looking for and i submitted for theatrical which is you know tv television uh, films things like that and he's like i'm not looking for your type theatrically right now but you are perfect for my commercial department and he forwarded me to andrew uh, and i think the next day i went in for a meeting i read a couple of sides we chatted about, you know, goals for, for that aspect of my career. And, and I walked out signed. I was, they, they signed me that day. And, um, it, 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 I, man, it was, it was just boom. Uh, it was amazing. So it was just kind of another like random side perk of doing your acting classes. You kind of made a connection and then followed up with it and led to an agent yeah and that's the that's the thing is i mean you 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 the reason you i spent all that time creating connections and networking with people and uh one of the reasons i chose my particular acting instructor is because he's connected it 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 just pays off because he knows somebody who knows somebody and then i you know you, you make that call you make that phone call and if you the worst thing that happened could have happened in that is that he said, nah, we don't want you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but instead, I got this great agent. And and even if something like that does happen, you never know where that meeting will lead down the road to. I mean, it's just always good to, to meet as many people as you can. Exactly, exactly. Um, you, can never, you can never know too many people. But, uh, so yeah, that was, that was amazing. And I think the next week, I went out for my first audition. Oh wow! With them, and just like from then on, he's he's been sending me out two to three times a week. It's really just been I've been very fortunate uh, with him. So let's go back to the beard. Was the beard kind of a a big help in the commercial realm? I feel I've oh my gosh, I've seen dude, a few dude. of your commercials, and uh, it <laughs> seems like the beard's really selling it. <laughs> it is. That is I uh... because uh, let's let's go into this a little more. Even I remember you you were growing the beard. Um, they didn't do chase the dark. We did fuck the lake, and was it you were gonna get the beard cut after fuck the lake? Um, I, so I remember Mackenzie wasn't a huge fan of it at the time, was she? <laughs> <laughs> she still is not a huge fan of it. Um, You're like it's paying the bills though. <laughs> yeah, it, I get work because of it. It's got to stay. And uh, uh, yeah, I think I was gonna. I can't remember how it played out in the timeline exactly, yeah. but there there was a pretty good chance the beard was going away right after fuck the lake. Uh. Yeah, some I remember there was talks anyways at that time. Yeah, but then I am it, it was like either right before we started uh filming or right after um I got I I got the agent and uh uh I, in in my interview with 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 Andrew uh 
he, he was like, you know, you're in here cause you have an amazing beard. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I figured as much that, uh, it's like, it's, it's, uh, so it's been, it's been, uh, a, a blessing and, and a curse, but, uh, uh, cause it's, I, I don't remember what I look like now without a beard. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, I forgot until I went on the internet and I was like, Whoa, there's Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, he's got a butt chin. Interesting. <laughs> it's a good butt chin. Yeah. <clears throat> what was the first commercial that you landed? Are, are you able to talk about any of them? Yeah. What was the first one that I booked? Uh, I know there. Were, I, I saw a few that you had posted. There was the was it the Centura Health Pioneer, which is a pretty interesting story. Yes, that that's probably the the biggest thing I've done. Um, maybe talk, talk about that a little bit how did that one come about and what was, it wasn't your traditional like, uh, film video shoot. No, it was, it was very silly. Um, the, the audition comprised entirely of me standing with a stick <laughs> and at my hand on my hip and just like giving a thousand mile gaze off into the distance <laughs> And talking about in olden times, things were like this. And they liked it. So they actually had you speak then too. Yeah. At that time, I was also delivering the lines. Okay. And I guess I guess my voice wasn't quite as gravelly as they wanted. Yeah. I was going to say, there was a, a little bit deeper and gravelier when I watched yeah, the videos. The, the voice that's the, – the guy that does the voice work on the videos is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> good. But uh, – uh, they, uh, yeah, I did that. And then I, the callback was exactly the same thing, uh-huh. which is so strange. Um, and then they, uh, they flew me out to Denver overnight and, uh, I did a three hour photo shoot dressed up as this old prospector and this, the source photo they used, was pulled from, uh, like it was an actual photograph from from like pioneer times in kansas this guy he's got a gun on one hip and two knives strapped to his other hip and oh wow he's he's got he's got a thick beard too so i, I basically dressed up as a as someone who existed 200 years ago yeah so they use that photo to kind of uh put together your dress and kind of the, the, the essence <laughs> yeah, of, exactly. of my, my guy. And then, uh, we did three hours of, of pictures and every, every pose you can imagine from classic, like <laughs> just standing and looking into the distance to, we're going to have you lay on this gurney. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to have you do like a, uh, Zumba crouch, <laughs> we're gonna, you know, just and all, all in kind of in bizarre these old, things, weird, weird things. And I was like, okay, this is crazy, but I'll I'll, I'll take these pictures, man. <laughs> and uh, and then they put me on a plane and sent me home. At that time, did you know what they were gonna, what the result was gonna be at all? I they they had talked a bit about the vision of yeah. the of the ad. I thought it was I thought it was really clever because uh, they just they make they took all of those tooked. Took all of those it's your pioneer voice coming out. L- listen now, I'm going to tell you. Um, they took, they took a lot all of pictures. Of, they, they took they took so many of those picture photos and uh, made giant cardboard cutouts of me, uh-huh. um, and then filmed different commercials in their hospitals 
uh, and out in some of the prairies of Kansas and Colorado. And uh, um, just I'm apparently I'm everywhere now. Um, I'm on billboards. I'm in on Internet commercials. I'm cutouts of me in the hospitals that like it's that's pretty amazing word, so your word kind of, is i'm everywhere you're kind of like the the flow of like the health industry now in denver <laughs> in, in denver, denver. <laughs> i'm 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 real famous in denver, in denver. <laughs> if i ever pass through i'll have to stop at one of the hospitals and see if yeah, i can see aunt. the pioneer get a picture with me get <laughs> yeah. a picture with me <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome story though i mean it's I'll, I'll put a link to the to the production company's website because I think they have a bunch of like really good videos and sort of a really making good of videos. yeah. So yeah. Let's see what it looks like because it's it's not just like a full color picture. It's kind of like this old um, grainy yeah. black and white. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's kind of great. But, uh, <laughs> that that was great. And then uh, it's I would say for me personally, as far as achievement goes, that is a tie with uh, the Geico commercial I just did. Yes. It's uh, the Geico and then it's kind of uh, cross marketing with history channels, Vikings show, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Explain which was, this one a little bit. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, it's these. Well, first of all, everyone knows that Geico makes like some of the greatest commercials ever. And <laughs> some of the best commercials. And they're just constantly just, making new commercials too. Yeah. It's, oh gosh, it's great. Uh, so it's these three guys and it, it, you know, the camera's really tight on us and they, uh, they dirtied us up really good. My hair's all greasy and my beard's all greasy. And, uh, one of the guys has made, I, I, are you familiar with the show at all? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. So what, one of the characters has like this makeup that looks like, like his run streaked down his face. Uh, and one of the, one of the guys in the commercial has that we're looking like we're ready to like, just mess some shit up. And, uh, uh, the lights turn on, the camera pulls back and we're in my kitchen and my wife, we woke my wife up <laughs> and, uh, it's just, and the, the exchange is great. And it's just, we're three just goofy idiots and she's super fed up with us. Yeah. Cause it, like under, you've got like Viking wear on top, but then you're in like your little, you know, shorts gym shorts. <laughs> Yeah, one guy's got a plastic sword and, and yeah. another guy's got a, a trash can lid as his shield and it's it's just ridiculous uh i think my my like the fur uh like cape piece that uh, i have is one of those uh uh raccoon hood things yeah with the little, you know it's a scarf with the mittens and it pulls over and it looks like you're a raccoon that was uh, that was so was, good uh so fun but that uh, that was like the first thing that aired on television nationwide that I could say, Hey mom and dad, yeah, turn on your TV at this time and you'll see me on TV. And that was, that was cool. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that had to pr feel pretty good. Yeah. Like, there's some validation. Finally out that, there. That, <laughs> yeah. As, as an actor, I've been seeking that my entire life. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> Your sole existence is yeah, to get recognized I'm, I'm, on television. Just, just to be, you know, hey, hey, guys, I'm actually, I'm actually doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's paying the bills. It's not just for fun. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> look, look, I did it. <laughs> what was the experience on that that set like? I mean, I'm assuming it was pretty um, 
high production and yeah, man, the uh, the there were probably uh, I'm thinking maybe this is an exaggeration, but now I don't know. Maybe 50 people, just crew. Yeah, between between makeup and wardrobe and uh, uh, the production team and lighting and and camera and and grips and and every there were so many people. Um, and we were shooting in this house in the valley. Oh, so it was actually in a house that wasn't on a stage. No, it was it was in somebody's house. Oh, that's um, good. Which, yeah, it was, it was very. It was like you guys, you have to stay on the cardboard yeah. because we can't be tracking onto the carpet or onto the. You know, it's like, oh, okay, okay, you got yeah. it, <laughs> got it. Uh, I'm an actor; I could follow direction. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's. The thing with with commercials, it is almost all of it is just setting up the shot yeah. because there's all all they have to capture is is you know sixty seconds of, of footage total you know cut it down into sixty seconds of footage yeah so exactly and there may have been about like three four five shots of you guys at the most in terms of angles yeah I mean well we did the the the, the one straight up the one behind us. The one, the long shot with the. I mean, we, wife, we probably yeah. did 10, 10 different shots, and then yeah. there's stuff that we shot that didn't even make the cut. Uh-huh. Um, I I wish there was a. We did this extra little end scene uh, <laughs> of us. We basically improvising, but eating eating the food that oh, we had raided nice. out of the fridge, and just like just chomping like, through uh, it. Just chomp like I probably in 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 fifteen minutes ate six chicken wings, <laughs> just like mowing down, dipping them in sauce and rah, rah, just uh, crapping my beard. It was beautiful. I wish they had used it, but you know, you know, they only they had a limited amount of time. Yeah, but uh, I need to do commercial bloopers. <laughs> yeah, right. Good stuff. So something cool actually with this commercial. Um, one of the other actors in it, a guy. F- a fan, an actual fan found him on Facebook and uh, asked if we, this is just like two days ago, uh-huh. asked if we would sign a picture and send it to him. Like he wrote this long, uh, heartfelt uh, email about how this commercial, when he first saw it, made his day. He just loves it. He shows it to all his friends. Oh, that's awesome. This, it was just like that's the coolest thing, and it's just a silly commercial. But um, so we'll be we're sending. If he's listening, we are sending you a photo, a signed photo. It's coming. But uh, it is it is it is Viking mail is really slow, yeah. man. So just be patient. There's a lot of rowing and uh, lots of rowing, and you know if if Odin is is you know smiling upon us, then it'll be quick. But you never know. <laughs> no, that's great, man. That's a really good story. I mean, yeah. And one thing leads to another, you know, and exactly the, <laughs> the idea that work begets work is that's absolutely true. Let's dig into some of the, I guess, details of, of just, uh, overcoming obstacles and, and, uh, fears and stuff like that. Was there a time when you were out there where you were like, I don't know if this is, you know, the thing for me, this isn't really working. Um, I don't, do you ever have any doubts or is this just kind of something that you're full bore on all the time? Uh, every other day, every other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, no, that's, that's probably a little too ex- yeah. uh, exaggerated, but, uh, 
yeah i mean if if what's the it's, what's it's what the hardest part going. about it the hardest part is 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 when there's, there's a lot of rejection mm-hmm. like uh there are there you do you know you're auditioning i'm auditioning fairly frequently and while while i i feel like i i book a fair amount you get told no a lot yeah um and to 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 keep going in spite of that can be really really challenging um and and uh you know how you how i react to that affects how i you know i'm feeling on Mm -hmm. on any given thursday um (laughs) do you have any kind of rituals in terms of kind of pumping yourself up or you know if you're if you're kind of down about it yeah well um yeah i will i will there's a couple of things I do. I will, I talk to, to my other friends. Yeah. Anything the, the one thing that gets me fired right back up is talking more about creating and then creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is a ridiculous, just piece of shit that never actually <laughs> gets released onto the internet or whatever, yeah. at least, uh, I, there's a, it's like a drug, man. Like that, that feeling you get when you, when you make something and it is, and you're done and there it is and you've created it. Yeah, and you have some control over it too where you're, you know, you, yes, it's exactly, up to you to put it exactly. out there. Yeah. It's that's I am in control of that. Yeah. That is that is something that then it's like it's taking back that power. Um and the other thing I do is um is I meditate on it. Uh and usually uh I do, I I surf. I go out. I'll just paddle out. Mhm. Um and just something about being on the ocean, just sitting there. I don't even have to be catching the waves, but just to be sitting there and it's feeling that small and something so vast yeah. kind of puts it into perspective. Like this isn't um, everything kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's that, uh, it's that, uh, uh, there, there's, there's more to the world than, than what's going on inside of my little bubble. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I've done some of my best, you know, uh, brainstorming as to, as to just life in general, just thinking about what's going on in my life, um, where I need to go, what I need to do, just sitting out there. And it's pretty, uh, pretty great. That's, that's the, if I'm having a bad week, I'll go out and I'll be 10 times better by the time I get yeah, back. That's one, that's one of the beautiful things about LA is the surfing and the hiking. And I mean, you can always get out in some, some form into the, oh, yeah, the wilderness and revitalize yourself. You go 30 minutes in any direction and you can be in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. And it's just that uh, you can't, I wouldn't trade that for trade that for anything. Yeah. It is uh, just the, the beauty of this, this state man is, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's expensive, but there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason. There is a reason for it. Uh, do you have any big influences, kind of either growing up or or now that you kind of look to um, for your acting or just filmmaking in general or creativity? Is there anyone that you kind of always have your uh, eye on? Well, uh, it's. Uh... Never like one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel uh, as I, especially now as I'm starting to get more into the 
thinking about myself as not just an actor, but a filmmaker and the producing end of things, um, looking at, at what I, what I like. And it, it, I enjoy Kubrick having, since you just mentioned that yeah. I enjoy it, but I know there, I am no Kubrick, <laughs> but, but like, I, I'm a hodgepodge, man. I guess that's the best. I, I, I look for images that I want to recreate or stories that I want to recreate. Do you feel like you identify more with uh, writers, directors, actors, or is it kind of just a mix of everyone in that aspect too? Uh, I probably identify still best with, with actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really, uh, I, I always brain fart whenever I do this, when I have to start naming You're actors like, oh, who uh, is there that I the, the guy from the thing uh <laughs> with it was, the other person was in the movie too yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way i'm terrible <laughs> yeah no it's it's awful and and i, I feel like like it's the guy it's from like the thing kurt russell is that your... <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no definitely kurt russell um uh okay you're who uh sean cruz sean cruiser is way better at this sean 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 Cruiser, he names people though that is like who? Yeah, yeah. Who is that person? Um, okay, he was in. He's he's in choke. He's in uh, Moon. He's in. Uh, oh, Sam. Uh, Sam uh, Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell. <laughs> that go. that guy. Without powers is, combined. Without powers combined, we can think of the name of of a guy that I I really <laughs> admire, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he does some great uh, work. He's so good, and I love his ability to. He can, he can, he's a dramatic actor and he's funny as fuck mm. within the same scene. It is, it is beautiful, the work that he does. And I really, really admire what he's, have you seen Moon? I have. Yeah. That's one of the, the more recent ones I've seen of his and it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's just beautiful. Everything about that movie is, is moving. I think um, I watched it twice in two days. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It was, it was like, I was like, I need to see this again yeah. right now. Um, that, that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really great. Um, a movie that's inspiring to me as a filmmaker is Blue Ruin. Uh, I haven't seen that uh, one yet. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. It's the same guy doing that. Again, I can't remember names. Uh, is the guy that uh, his new film is Green Room coming out. Okay. If you, if yeah. you, there's a there's previews for that. Um, it's all very like visually stunning, bright bright colors, fast moving action, um, very little dialogue. Yeah. Um, just, it just, I don't know. It, that really speaks to me. Do you have any recent either narrative films or documentaries that you've seen that you kind of recommend that kind of blew your mind? God, I'm so, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I like your honesty. Um, I, uh, what is the last I have this bad habit of uh, putting on uh, the shittiest movie I can find. Yeah, just to kind of like playing zone it in out. the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I last night I put on uh, Hot Dub Time Machine two. <laughs> nice two. Just just to like while I was cooking dinner, and and I don't think anyone involved with that movie would say that it is a, a great piece of art, but it is it is entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It is entertaining. There's value um, in that. There's there's value to just simply being entertained. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's the no, that's, kind of movie I want to make. But you know, that's fine. You know, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> 
think we're getting close to the end here. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but maybe talk a little bit about if I don't know if you have anything coming up that you're working on. I know we we briefly mentioned Far Off, which you shot with Sean. Was it last year or maybe even almost the year before? Uh, but it's it's about a year since we wrapped uh, wrapped shooting on that, and I think I think they're still working on like sound outside. Uh, sound, of it. yeah, yeah. Um, I got. I have stuff that I haven't done with Sean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh, it's coming up. Uh, yeah, um, probably the biggest thing is uh, I did this uh, film called Trafficked, um, which is uh, it's got um, Ashley Judd and um, uh, uh, let's see here, Sean Patrick Flannery mm-hmm. and a few other people in it, and. Uh, uh, it's about human trafficking, uh, and like the very real, real, like it's it is a thing, uh, and I, I play a very bad guy in it. But um, it's a it's a it's a movie that people should probably watch because it's it's about what's going on in our country. Oh wow! So um, and it's it's a it's a it's a thing. Um, that one's out already. It is. It's in post production right now. Okay. Um, but it will be, it should be coming out hopefully early 2017. Nice. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, I got a couple other, I got a TV movie called The Monroes that should be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a goofy little little project. Uh, basically, I'm a TMZ reporter. Oh, cool. And a really, really, really rad Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> that was, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm always trying to imagine the beard. How's it fit in? Yeah, how does it fit in? It's a uh, like Hawaiian shirt, Madras. Yeah, Madras shorts and Birkenstocks. Yeah, it's uh, with socks. I think I think I had socks on, so it was you know it, it worked out. Uh, but yeah, there's always there's always stuff in the works. Um, I was trying to write and get more projects going. Um, cool. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do you have any final advice for anyone that's maybe pursuing acting, thinking about moving out to LA or just kind of getting into the, the whole world of movie making? Uh, don't. <laughs> no, just, just, just kidding. You can Stay cut away. that. You can cut that out. <laughs> Definitely uh, not cutting that out. <laughs> uh, no, just, just, you know, uh, stick with it. If you're truly passionate about it, then it's, it will, you'll be driven by that passion mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you'll make things happen for yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just keep going. Keep trying. Is there anywhere people could find you online? I don't know. Do you, do you do much tweeting or I, really? I, I tweet and I, I Instagram. Um, uh, mostly my tweet is just a flow over from my Instagram, but it's uh, J Vic may nice. Both of them. Yeah. Keeping it consistent. And you have an IMDb page, so people can check that out and kind of see what you're working on, too. Yes, yes. Just search Vic May. I'm the guy with the beard. <laughs> Easy to find. Easy. <laughs> All right, Vic, man, I really, really appreciate this. Had a lot of good stuff in this conversation, so I'm glad we finally got to catch up and and do this. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, asking me to do it, man. I was looking forward to it all week. All right, man. I look forward to seeing you again sometime soon out in L.A. Yeah, buddy. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. 
You can follow me, John Jerko, at John Jerko on Twitter and Instagram, and find out more about Odyssey and Muse, including the show notes for each episode at odysseyandmuse.com. We now have a separate Odyssey and Muse Instagram feed where we'll be posting audio teasers for each episode, along with photos from our guests. On the website, I'm including three to five takeaways for each episode, so you can get some value out of what we covered at a glance. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Folks, we spend hours every week preparing for the show, editing interviews, and putting together bonus content for you to enjoy. If you like what we're doing, we would love your support. You can now donate a small amount to us one time or monthly by going to the website and clicking donate. Even a couple dollars goes a long way. You can pay for a coffee that keeps us sane for the week or keep our web hosting bills paid up. Most importantly, please take a couple of minutes to go to iTunes to subscribe and rate the show. It's the only way the show gets noticed in this world of never-ending content. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, follow your true north.